Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast, sponsored by Carol Langley Flores, with myself, Stephen Nussbaum, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, myself, Dan Chum, the bearded legend, the one and only, the daddy-o. It can only be Mr. Paul Levy. Thank you very much indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This is episode number 332. Thanks to everyone, as always, who tuned into our show last week. This week, fairly straightforward show as we look back on the last seven days and also reviewing our away win at Charlton yesterday. So without further ado, let's just crack on. Did we go Charlton yesterday? Did Sorry, Carlisle, I beg your pardon. Carlisle away. So let's just crack on because uh, this might turn out to be longer than necessary. No edits, no cuts in the Outlook podcast. One take fits Charlton. all. What an idiot. It's even written down in front of me. I tell it's not my first time. So as usual, podcast sponsorship. We are delighted that we are sponsored by Carol Langley Flores, who hopefully you all know by now. Uh, florists are based in Chinkford and have been serving the borough of Waltham Forest for over the last 70 years. They've got a fantastic team there and they can do anything uh, from bespoke wedding events to family funerals, tributes to birthdays, anniversaries, bat mitzvahs, bar mitzvahs, any kind of celebration, you name it, they can do it. And they offer 15% off to all O's fans and staff, which obviously could be a massive saving off a huge cost if you have one. So if you're interested, you can get in touch. You can call the shop on 0208 529 or you can go on their website which is www.carolangley.co.uk or you can go on social media where they can be found on Instagram at carolangleyflorist you can find them on Twitter at carolangleye4 or you can find them on Facebook at carolangleyflorist you most certainly can do that we now move on as always as you all well know by now uh, to the supporters club with two trips to tell you about firstly on the 24th of October that's a Tuesday night we're off to Northampton Town that's a 7.45 kickoff. with coaches departing uh, from outside the supporters club at 3pm so slightly earlier start to miss the rush hour traffic on the motorways there that's going to cost you 28 quid if you're an adult 25 pound a concession and kids aged 15 or under will travel for 14 pounds then we're off to Burton on Saturday the 28th of October that's a three o'clock kickoff coaches will leave at 9am and it's going to cost you £33 return uh, for an adult concessions of 30 kids under 15 will cost £17 and obviously as we always say those prices don't include your match day ticket so to book on any of those two trips you can visit the supporters club on a match day or call the travel line on 07507 539 579 Lovely stuff. So let's move on into the week that was at the O's, starting with Happy Monday, the 9th of October. And Jordan Brown was named in the Football League Papers League One and Team of the Day following his performance against <coughs> Reading. Well done to Jordan. I think we raved about him in last week's podcast, and rightfully so, uh, I think. So well done, Jordan Brown. Great to see him taking all the plaudits. Absolutely. Good stuff there. To who a Tuesday, the 10th of October, was Men- World Mental Health Day. It absolutely was, and I think we've said many times on this show, it's okay to not be okay. It was also uh, O's development and set peach coach Daryl McMahon's birthday. Set peach. Brilliant that we don't edit this. One all, one all in terms of our outstanding areas so far. Hope you had a lovely birthday, Mr McMahon. Absolutely. Happy birthday to you. Wednesday the 11th of October, the birthdays continue as Charlie Pegram turned 19. So happy 19th birthday to you, Charlie. Absolutely. Also on Wednesday, the club announced that the ladies team will play their upcoming FA Cup third qualifying round fixture at home to Wroxham at Brisbane Road. So this one's being played at the home of football on Brisbane Road on Sunday the 22nd of October. And best of all, it's free entry. So next Sunday... 
get yourself down to Brisbane Road, see the ladies, cheer them on in the FA Cup third qualifying round. Absolutely. What must that must think? What must it be like for the Roxham ladies who are probably used to playing on sort of park or field type football pitches to then come to a professional Amazing. League One ground, and not only a League One ground but a League One ground with a hybrid pitch that will be like a carpet, like nothing that they've ever played on before, I would imagine. I mean, I'm not going to profess to know who rocks them are or where they play or anything like that, but I can imagine they're not playing in a League One standard stadium on a League One pitch. So, yeah, fair play. Thursday the 12th of October, the Academy were in action, and Academy side were in action, should I say. They took on Sutton United's under-17s at their home at Buckhurst Hill FC. Sutton took the lead, but Abdi Mohamed levelled the scores in the 25th minute. The scores remained one all at the end of the match. The game was taken and decided by penalties and the Young O's, we are delighted to say, came out victorious from that. So well done to the Young O's who played in that game uh, and won. Great stuff. Well done, Young O's. Friday the 13th of October, unlucky for some. Not lucky for Orient because absolutely nothing happened at the club. So we move on. Yeah, we were expecting to hear, I think, the outcome of the ESL's decision um, regarding the Lincoln game and what the uh, conclusion of that uh, might look like, but we are still waiting to hear on that. So Saturday the 14th of October was next up. The youth team, or a youth team, were in action, an Orient youth team at home to Stevenage and took the lead in the 12th minute as Avgustidis converted from the penalty spot to make it 1-0. But the Young O's went down to 10 men in the 38th minute as Ajiman was shown a red card as the first half finished with the O's ahead, but down to 10 men. But they held out until the 95th minute. 95th minute, how's your luck? Stevenage grabbed a very late equaliser to make it 1-0 and ended up sharing the points. I mean, that's fair play to them for holding out for that long. They've done amazingly well. With 10 men. Amazingly well. Unlucky there, young O's. Still, though, a point isn't something to be sniffed at. So, main event in Carlisle United away. Only six minutes in. This is going to be one of the shortest outlooks, I think, to date. Before the game, we put on one of our Twitter polls to find out how you thought the O's would get on in this one. We had just under 300 votes, 298. You voted as follows, with 12% thinking the O's would lose this one. 39% thinking the O's would get a draw. And the majority, 49% of votes thinking the O's would get a win. So thanks to everyone who voted in that Twitter poll. Yeah, 2 o'clock on Saturday, the team was announced. Sol Brin in goal with Turns, Happy and Cooper at the back. Uh, as well as Hunt, El Mazzuni, Brown, Galbraith, Archibald, Satiriu and Piggott making up the remainder of that starting eleven On the substitutes bench for this was Sam Howes, James, Sweeney, Monker, Graham, Ford and Drynan. Yeah, so that team meant there was only one change for the team lined up against Reading. Is in came Ethan Galbraith as he returned from his suspension and he replaced the injured Max Sanders in a like-for-like swap. So for me... I saw that team, I liked it. That was probably the team who I thought was going to line up. Midfield, very hard-working. El Mazzuni, Brown, Galbraith. That's a pretty good midfield. Ballers, people that can play as well. Absolutely. The only, I get bone of contention, the only thing that I got wrong in Fan Hub uh, was uh, Hunt in a place for Graham. I thought we might see Graham mm. start this one. I had a sneaky feeling about it. And I looked at the Wells lineup on Friday night. So Wells played on Friday night, under-21s. And Ed Turns was nowhere to be seen. And I thought, oh... Mischievous little woes. I thought if he's not in the in, not in the squad, he's not he's going to be lining up for Orient. Obviously, didn't make anything out of that because didn't want to show our hand to Carlisle. Yeah. So it was no surprise to me when he was announced in that team. Ah, well played. Sneaky Mr. Wellens. Well played you because I didn't think to look, to right. be honest. So I didn't expect him to be in there, although I think I might have left him in just by accident. But <laughs> I wondered if Galbraith might get a call back into the side. So for me, I see that as a huge positive. Shame for, for Sanders. He's injured again, just as he was 
you know, we were starting to see yeah. some great stuff from him. Uh, I thought Turns was away on international duty, so another positive to add to the to the match day squad and the starting eleven there. I like this side, and I noted that we should get a result from this of some description. And there's also good options on the bench as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, when you think about it, you go Sanders is injured. He obviously doesn't make the bench. Also, um, not making the bench was Beckles, who we do believe was an international duty um, as well. Yeah. And Darren Prattley, yeah. obviously not in the, the squad. So it's being good, managed. Good players not in the squad shows you the full fitness um, and the strength of the squad when Spot they are on. all fully fit. Yeah. Lots of tweets, I think it's fair to say, when that team was announced. Mm. So we'll mention a few that came into us at Outlook Towers. James O'Hagan said, This is the strongest lineup I've seen all season, including the bench. The only thing I'm worried about is we have no and out, sorry, no out and out backup centre back in the squad. But I'm sure that we can handle it. Yeah, Paul Red Rum said he's happy with that team. With Sanders injured, it does make sense for Galbraith to start, who has deserved the chance for a few weeks now. Come on, you O's. Wilco at 300 said, I worry for a very young starting 11, but if they can get in front, there's plenty of experience on the bench. Yeah, it's a good chat. It is quite a young side as well, isn't it? Len Chin Chin Wan said, Kalala's a tough place to go for a win, especially after a long journey. Another hard test is expected, so we must create good chances and balls in the box. Needing an on-form performance from everyone. We know the danger of Jordan Gibson and Joe Garner. It's just one change to the starting eleven. Okay, so the match kicked off after a silence was held for Israel and Palestine. Both teams looking to build an impressive recent wins on the previous Saturday. So obviously we beat Reading and Carlisle United went a bit Bolton 3-1. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so obviously uh, on the back of that, we'd only won once in the last seven away games. Nice little stat here from Dolph Dave. Lovely stuff, Dave. Carlisle, though, only won once in their last nine home games. So Amazing. something had to give. Yeah, it did. Always going to be a ball draw. The O's went close <laughs> in the eighth minute, though, as Dan, a Dan Happy header from a corner was tipped over the bar by Holy. Comfortable save, yeah. but decent header. header Good save. By Happy. Yeah, it was. I think um, I like that routine. Dan was in and amongst it, and then he's kind of peeled ran off. around the back and peeled off, and he was unmarked. So I think he'd probably be disappointed. Yes, he's worked the keeper. It's on target, but he, he's obviously disappointed he's not, he's not managed to find the net. The Daryl McMahon set piece yeah. effect. I think you'll go. find. I think you'll find. He went. He, we went even closer. A minute later, as from the resulting corner, the ball was headed away by Melish. Only as far as the onrushing Idris El Mazouni, who controlled the ball with one touch and then hit a screamer of an effort, which had Holy beaten all round. But the ball hit the bar, came back to El Sassouri, whose header was much weaker, comfortably saved by the keeper. That was a hell of a strike from Idris. Keeper had no chance there. Was well beaten. Lovely striker. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. Great technique from Idris because he could have easily put that in the back of someone's house or yeah. you know across the stand there. But I, I'm not sure that Ruel's header was like he. I, I saw the, the the position when Idris took the shot. He was literally on the edge of the box and he's seen it come out and he reacted the fastest out of him and the two defenders that, that were near him. Great effort, great opportunity. Obviously, yeah. Um, He's done well, but not obviously well mm. enough. I take nothing away from that. He's read the ball really well. But we did take the lead. We took it in the 21st minute. Lovely passing move. Saw the ball eventually played to Joe Piggott just inside our own half. So Joe Piggott's dropped really, really deep there. Uh, he found Ruel Soturiu with a beautiful through ball. I mean, that is a beautiful ball that he's played there. He's got him round the back of his marker, knocked the ball past the oncoming Holy and passed the ball into the far corner of the net to make it 1-0 to the mighty O's. Things you love to see. Lovely goal. I mean, quite simple, really, in effect. But Pigger, great assist. Lovely to see him possibly drop even deeper than what he has done. Finds Rell with a pooch of the ball. And Rell, once he knocks it past the keeper, 
nice little finish there. Always going to beat the keeper to that ball. Just yeah. got much more pace. Yeah, love yeah, it. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, that through ball was a real thing of beauty from Joe Piggott. He's perfectly weighted, perfect kind of curve on it to, to, to roll into Ruel's path. So all he's had to do is run onto it. That, that's, that I don't take anything away from. That's, that's, a, that's not an easy thing to do. Great finish, great composure by Ruel. What on earth was their keeper thinking? If I was a Carlisle fan, I'd be livid that my keepers rushed out into no man's land, had a rush of blood to his head, and then got beaten and really mugged off. Um, and that's made the difference between winning the game or not. I know you know there's other chances and other opportunities, but none were taken. So, amazing. I, I think that's the beauty of the pass, though, because it's just a perfectly weighted pass. I think the keeper thinks it's going to... He's going to get there. There's going to be more pace on the ball than what yeah. it ends up being. He's ready. So, yeah. great goal there. So, around the 35th minute, long ball from Solbrun was met by Ruel Satouya. He headed it down to Joe Piggott, who returned the ball back to him with another good ball. Satouya only had the keeper to beat, but shot straight at the keeper, who made a decent enough save, but I think yeah. Ruel probably should have scored that. Yeah, I think you'd be disappointed with that when it's one-on-one. Um, you'd probably put your money on him. Um, to to do something there, but that you know it wasn't meant to be. That would have been his sixth goal of the season. But yeah, you're right. I think he should have finished that. Better. Maybe should yeah. have finished that. Thirty eighth minute. Jordan Brown picked up a booking for tripping Mellish. Yeah, five minutes of time added on at the end of the half, and in the forty sixth minute, the stretching Joe Piggott had a header off target from a Rob Hunt cross. Yeah, Rob Hunt just made it to the byline to to put that in. It was quite hard. He put it in. So. Yeah, no, no qualms from me there. No, it's a nice build-up play once again there. Yeah, um, great. From the O's. No further action to talk about in the first half as the Whistle Blue with the O's leading 1-0 at the break. That's right. 8,355 people crammed into uh, Brunton Park. 424 of those were away fans. That is some doing, particularly when you take into account the issue with the trains. Amazing. That is, I mean, that is such a... My sister lives fairly close to Carlisle. That is such a long journey. <laughs> Honestly, unless you've done it such a long, you might you could make you could fly to Spain quicker than what you could get to Brunton Park and back. on Saturday you get morning. There and back. <laughs> so well done to the four hundred and twenty-four. We had a few tweets at half time. We're only going to mention the one from Fiat Wyvern who uh, rounded up really nicely. Who said a great first half, but should be two or three up. I think that's probably a fair assessment. Yeah, absolutely. The second half kicked off. No substitutions or changes made for the O's. But two minutes in, the host had a chance as Joe Garner headed over from a thin back cross. You could tell that Carlisle were going to be improved from the first half. I mean, we it's were so dominant, you just knew they were going to come out with a bit more intent in the second half. Paul Simpson was always going to put a rocket up them and say, stop letting us play. Like, play our game, don't play their game. As he should, as he should. So in the 58th minute, the first host change was made as Aaron Dryning came on for El Satui. Think that's a bit strange? Or did Ruel get a knock? He said he had, he had he a He said he picked it. something up, but <coughs> which he kind of lose to yeah I think yeah. that change would have been made but not so early had Real been okay yeah 61 minutes on the clock so just the other side of the hour now a chance for the host as Garner got his head onto a mox and free kick from the right which Sol Brin managed to push away from the goal for a corner it's a good save that solid need him decent save I mean Sol Brin has been decent ever since he's kind of come to us but he seems to be getting better I think with every game played I don't know whether it's con- like just maybe because he's getting fitter but it definitely seems like a very confident Young man, very yeah. good save there. Well yeah. done to Sol Brin. In the 63rd minute, the on-rushing Idris El-Mazuni again volleyed it into the side netting of the far post after he met across on the right from Joe Piggott. got to say, Piggott has done very well in getting kind of... If he can't shoot, he's making chances. And again, a great ball right into the foot of Idris. I think Idris may, may be disappointed with... 100%. 
Yeah, 100%. Uh, but I think that's the thing that people, or maybe us as well, are guilty of, is just not really understanding what Joe's kind of job or role is within the system that's being played. So for me, I think this system against Carlisle's really suited him. He's dropping deep, finding beautiful passes, you know, th- threading Ruel through, um, doing the hold-up play, like this, the, the kind of Lisby Mooney kind of dynamic that was, where one would do one thing and the other would do the running off and yeah. um, and, and, and creating issues for, for the defenders. I think Joe Piggott, by this point, is having a really good game for us. I would agree. I would say I've not seen him do that in most other games he's had though so far. So whether that's him tactically becoming more aware or if Richie's saying to him, mate, we need you to come deeper and let's play other people. And whatever they've worked on this week in training and around Joe Piggott's game yeah, has worked an absolute treat because I haven't seen this kind of skill. Yeah. I think it's probably fair to say from Joe Piggott so far. Long may it continue. I don't mind if Joe Piggott doesn't score in the next couple of if games he's if, if all he's doing is playing balls yeah. to Idris or to Real who are getting on the end of them <clears throat> almost scoring or scoring a goal so yeah, yeah well played Joe Piggott I'd say in that one yeah agree so, me 75th minute Ed Turns was booked after a foul on Alfie McCormont and shortly after he was subbed straight off for Tom James I'd probably say that's Richie going right you had a yellow now yeah. they're going to come at us I'm going to take you off and put on Tom James but again that's the strength of the squad you take off their terms and you put them on someone as reliable as Tom James for 15 minutes who's the first choice starter generally generally yeah yeah great Ethan Galbraith had an effort which was palmed away by Holly in the 77th minute yeah in the 80th minute it was a double sub for the O's Joe Piggott came off he was replaced by Shaq Ford and Rob Hunt came off and replaced by Jordan Graham so again I mean you're taking off Rob Hunt and just putting on Jordan Graham I mean that's a that's a good sub and again Piggott off Shaq Ford on, decent. Yeah, absolutely. Tech putting two strong attackers on as well. Kalar were putting the pressure on, had a flurry of corners in the eight, and in the 86th minute, they had a substitute called Terry Ablade who had a shot which struck the outside of the post. He should have done much better there. He's gone for power over precision. I think that's a bit of a let-off and they'll probably be disappointed they're not coming away with a point off the back of you that. You reckon? A little bit. I think he should have done better. I thought that was, I thought that was difficult. Yeah, I can't remember. There was a difficult... One of our defenders was like on him, siding in front of him. I thought it was a decent effort. It was Had a decent been, effort. I guess one or two inches to the left inside the post might yeah. be a different outcome. But again, I think looking at an highlight, it looked to me like Brun had that covered. Maybe. I think like those big arms were like <laughs> looked like they had it. Yeah. But yeah, I think at that point you kind of breathe the sigh of relief. It's a little for us. We're going to be right in this yeah. one. Eighty-ninth minute, another Carlisle corner saw the ball cleared, which came back out to Mox. And his shot went high over the bar. Yes, it did. But five minutes of additional time were played. And in the 93rd minute, Idris El Mazzouni was booked for a foul on Ablade. And with no further talking points, the referee blew the full-time whistle as CDOs come back down to East London, taking a 1-0 win and a lovely three points back home. Yeah, indeed they did. So we uh, are always lucky enough to have David Dust send us the interviews with himself and Richie uh, from after the match. We're going to play, I think, the first couple of minutes from Richie's post-match interview. Only 19 minutes this podcast so far, so we're absolutely smashing it. So here's is a piece of what Richie Wellington had to say post-match. Richie, thanks for joining us. Congratulations, great travelling support and a big performance they enjoyed. Yeah, I thought it was poor. I thought it was poor. It was, it was a couple of okay first 25 minutes, half an hour. The only, we worked on a lot in possession, um, especially with our eights. Um, either running or staying out on the outside of them to see what their, their fours do. We kept them really wide. They mark them. Leaves massive pockets for, for our strikers to come in. Piggott drops in, opens up, and then 
obviously when their centre half releases, there's a big gap to play either side of the other centre half to get to get Ruel in. Something that we worked on, but we only done it once or twice. We just didn't. We was no, we was nowhere near cohesive enough. Um, and from a, a moment where we should have been probably two or three up easily, um, in the end of the game became long balls, set plays, give free kicks away, long balls, set plays, and. You know, and they turned it into the game that they wanted. They stayed in the game well enough. If we show any any amount of calmness in the second half, they're open to get them on a counter-attack. We just never showed that calmness. But it was a tremendous assist, wasn't it, from Joe Piggott? Yeah, I mean, he's got that ability. We, we, we trust him when he drops in them 10 pockets, especially higher up the pitch. You know, he takes on the back foot. He doesn't dwell on it, take too many touches, back foot, play it through. Um, difficult ball for the defender to because always it's always angling away from him. Um, you know, I think, again, I think surely could have could have played had a hat trick today. I thought he was bright. Um, just something, a little bit of a problem with him. It meant he had to come off. But um, no, it's a good win because it's a tough place to go. It's, it took us six and a half hours to get here um, yesterday. Um, and obviously, it's a tough place to come because of the crowd do, do stick by him. And they're a tough team to play against, especially when they start putting balls in the box like that. So pleasing, pleasing clean sheet, pleasing win. Absolutely. I thought it was a big performance from uh, Brendan Cooper in particular. I thought our back three were really good, but in the last half, we never got out. We never stopped ball. We never got pressure on the ball. So you're constantly putting balls in your box. And I think Brandon, Dan Hat, Ed until he we picked up a little niggle. And then TJ, went, I thought we defended our box really, really well. And then when he broke our, our last line, we had Salter to obviously be there and does, do what Salter's best. So... Um, defensively, it was, it was okay performance. I still wanted to get more pressure and, and stop allowing. If you just sink into the box, and you're giving players, you know, you don't have to think about the quality. They can get their eye up. They can, they can pick, they can pick passes out, and it becomes difficult because they've got they're overloading the box, especially in the last ten minutes. But um, yeah, I thought about three were probably our best players today. Is it a significant injury for also two? Or is it too early to no, tell? He just, he just had it for a little bit. Same with with um, with Ed um, Minor. But when it gets to that stage, after a long, we've got to think of, we can't just think about the game. We have to think about the long journey here. How is it going to affect the players? Then we've got a long journey home when we've got an unbelievable bench. We've got Jordan Gray and Monk, who didn't get on. We should have put Monk on today just to try and calm us down. Shaq, um, TJ. So we've got really, really good options off the bench. So um, if anybody ever says they've got a niggle, no, I'll make the change straight away. In the top half of the table now? I've, I'm not even going to look because when we look at it, um, everybody goes if we had this game if that happens if this happens then it's forever changing but I, I do think that in the next in the next seven or eight games the, the league table will take shape a little bit more I'm pleased with with our last nine games um, because our points return has been promotion form after a tough start players fitness and, and what have you so I'm really pleased I'm pleased with the supporters obviously the trains have been cancelled on the way back so we've given some we've given something to cheer um, and I thought it was a dogged performance it spells a little bit lucky because if the ball bounces for Carlisle then, then they can nick something from it in a game that we should have been probably two or three goals in front over 400 made that long difficult journey and they made themselves heard throughout no brilliant brilliant and obviously the players go over at the end to to recognise the, the, and, and the appreciate the supporters that supporters all all the time are fantastic and it is a long old a long old trip um, and hopefully we've sent them we can, have a, we can have a few beers on the train on the way home and um, enjoy the trip it's a long trip but we go again how bad is the injury to Max Sanders hamstring two to three weeks from when he done it which would be probably another two and a half weeks 
So it's not as bad as first thought. Um, again, I thought Ethan took a little bit of time to grow into the game. It wasn't really a game for... It should have been a game for us passing the ball, but we just never passed the ball. So we, we turned it into more of a dogfight. Um, but I do think Ethan grew into the game. Has there been any decision, do you know, about what's going to happen with the match against Lincoln City? No idea. No idea. I mean, it's... I think, I think we've no idea or the decision has not been made because <coughs> there's no rule. The rule is you play on. So there's no rule. After 83, 84 minutes, the, the, the game is called off. What happens? So you would think that we'd have these things in place. But we just have to wait and see and, and see what decision they come to. What do you, th- what do you think should happen? Well, the EFL are really, really big on integrity. So, I know it's not great, but I know in Spain, they come back and they play the last... It was 10 minutes, 7 minutes of normal time and 3 minutes added on of injury. So, thinking, if you want to look at integrity, you come back, you can't make any subs, well, they can't make any subs because all the subs have been made. I know there's going to be little injuries like Max Sanders, but you try and keep it as integral as possible to what was, was mirroring that last, that last 7 minutes. Thanks very much indeed to Dave Victor, as always, for sending that in to us. But also, it makes a lot of good points, doesn't it, about the yeah. integrity of the Lincoln game. And I, I, you know, I'm going to come onto my comments in, in in a minute, but he's very, very honest, and he's quite brutally honest as well. And I quite like that. I will say, fair play to Lincoln. I think most people have seen it, but they've got a memorial wall. Uh, they've put a Derek Reynolds brick up on the very Lincoln kind. memorial. So they do seem like a classic... Club. Absolutely. Hopefully, they can stay that way when there's league points involved because it's going to be a very uh, difficult decision either way, isn't it? Yeah. We spoke mean, about it all last what week. What they're going to want to do a four to five hour return journey to play 10 minutes of football, or do you start the whole game again? Do they then kindly give us a 1 0 league because that's where it kind of ended, and then you play it out that way, or do, you, do they not do that? Or, yeah, what are they. It's just yeah. the fact that it's taking so long is now becoming quite irritating. I, I presume we will find out something earlier this week. No we, idea. We will see. But we no will idea. see. I mean, they had a bad result. They lost, didn't they, yesterday to um, Burton Albion at home one 0 So Lincoln, from doing well, have kind of had a rough That's couple good. of couple of weeks. We shall see. But the O certainly haven't. We currently sit tenth. In League One, we, we are tenth in League One. Who'd have thought yeah. that after the kind of Without the first week we came result. back after yeah. the first four games? So, play twelve, won five, drawn two, lost five. Goal difference minus four, seventeen points. Like the beard of the giant, they said this doesn't take into account the Lincoln game. If you do take it, the Lincoln game into the account, it puts us in seventh. <laughs> it puts us in seventh on goal difference behind Bolton. But then that means that we've played, we played at more. least one game among for some and two games for others. Uh, in, like we've played two games more because so we haven't had any international postponements. But I think Bolt, there, was, there wasn't that many games in League like One yesterday, and yesterday. obviously we played the last round of international games that also got called yeah. off. Hence us playing more. So interesting. Now I didn't realize there were so many internationals littered throughout League One. <laughs> Who knew that it was such a quality of, league of minor nations? I think it's probably uh, oh yeah, no doubt they're not playing for Brazil. Although I will say, did you see Paul Smith's I, I didn't see goal. the goal. Was it good? He had one chalked off as well, I think, for offside. That one was a pretty good finish as well. The one that counted was a very, very Paul was Smith-esque it? goal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well done to our little Irish mate. Uh, we still love him here on our podcast towers, even if other Orient fans don't. So, Bidler Jande, 
your views on yesterday and the way went to Carlisle. Yeah, keep it short and sweet. You know, winning, winning away is never easy. Um, so to come away with all three points, um, absolutely delighted about. Great goal from Ruel. I think he's really announced himself as a, as a, as a League One striker here for me. Uh, obviously, everyone knows I'm a big fan of Ruel's. He's got that poacher mentality about him. But yesterday's goal was uh, was a little bit different. So uh, really big fan of his. Joe Piggott looked like he probably had his best game uh, in an Orient shirt. I think the role that he played in the system that we deployed yesterday seemed to work really, really well for him. You know, look, and whether we played pretty, whether we played well or not, you take three points any way you can get them. The performance, for me, doesn't always matter because that's not what you'll reflect on at the end of the season. You'll look at the, where you stand in the league and what's affecting that is the points that you pick up along the way. So delighted with that. As I mentioned just earlier, I thought Richie was very honest, probably a little bit harsh on the team. Um, but, you know, he has high expectations. You know, they work on a plan during the course of the week. It wasn't executed as it was put to the players. You know, he's saying that they didn't do things that they were practising and expected of them. But I love that attitude, like hmm. demanding more, demanding you know, almost perfection, like... You know, you're not following the plan. We'd have had more goals, more opportunities. It wouldn't have been so tough for the last 20, 30 minutes had you have followed and executed the plan that we put in place. So yeah, love it. No complaints from me. Um, really, really enjoy it. That's why Super Richie wouldn't. Indeed, he knows exactly what we need. <laughs> so me, yeah, short and sweet. I think for me this week, I had that term. There's another dog to perform, dogged performance. I that Richie kind of said that in his um, post match as well. Dominant in the first half. I think, like he says, we should have been outside at half-time. However, we weren't. But I think a massive positive is the clean sheet again. That's now quite a few clean sheets starting to build up. And where we were leaking goals, I think it's fair to say, early in the season, this back three centre-back pairing of Happy, Cooper and Turns, although quite young in a combined age, with Happy being the, the statesman of the three, are playing well beyond their years. Brilliant. And then when you've got Theo on the left of him seems to be doing well from a defensive and an attacking point of view. And Rob Hunt at the moment on the other side, that's a strong defence. And I think we may have found kind of our formation and strongest team to, who work together, which is a really positive. And Solbrin continues to impress. I think Idris looked like he was back to his best yesterday. Brandon Cooper's impact has been spoken about a few times on this podcast but I think you've got to say again he looked like very comfortable in his position and I think like you said I think that's probably Joe Piggott's best game in an orange shirt gets a great assist almost gets another one if Ruel would have scored that one and puts one on a plate almost for Richards as well so he could have had a hat-trick of assists yesterday so very encouraged by what I saw from Piggott I think absolutely thrilled with the season so far we all knew that those first four games on paper were going to be difficult when we looked at them I think what Charlton away Portsmouth at home Wickham away and Blackpool away and I think we all felt a bit deflated taking only one point from the first 12 or first four games but I think since then well I guess you can say Stevenage after was a bit of a bit, bit of a humbling experience since Stevenage which feels like quite a long time ago it probably was quite a long time ago since then I think we've been one of the former teams of League One you look at the form table, I'd say since that Stevenage game, we've got to be a top three team. So, building up ahead of steam, great to see. Like you said, Richie, even with a 1-0 win, is still demanding more. Not 100% happy. Brilliant. Love it. Let's keep going. Absolutely. So, those were our views. 
uh, on yesterday's match. A huge amount of feedback came in after uh, the match from um, our followers on social media. So thanks to everyone who sent us their views. And again, we'll read out as many as we can uh, for variety and also balance. Uh, but just because we're reading them, it doesn't mean that we agree with them. An O's fan basing kicks us off this week, says should have been a wider margin as the final ball was poor but defended well in the end. Very professional performance and Pickett was excellent. And just to say, it, it, it's not... Um, it shouldn't go under the radar that if you're clinical in both boxes that you'll do well I know that's a really kind of obvious cliche uh, to make but we did both things well yesterday we defended well and we attacked well granted we could have had a couple more goals if we were a bit more clinical but nonetheless there's OK52 so it's superb in the first half but boy if we had a real goal scorer we would be playoff material Phil VZ1 said wow we had so many chances to put this one safely away in the end we dug deep had uh, against an onslaught of corners, we just needed to find more composure in the last 20 minutes, and we may have got a second. Standout performances from Cooper, Galbraith, and Joe Piggott. Fantastic three points. Dan Alton, 2 5 9 0. It's a great win, but infuriating. The lack of cutting edge and poor decision making in the final third was so frustrating. But fortunately, the back line were brilliantly up against the inevitable barrage of spot on Owen Mox and set pieces. We could do something great this season. Conway underscore Nigel said, Great result, but Richie must be so frustrated that we cannot finish teams off with all the chances we get. It's a really good point. Good point there. From Big Nigel, Jason Kilby 6 said, As one-sided as a wonder winner I have seen. We got into so many excellent positions, but lacked the final ball, a shot or a good choice. Hence the nervous last 15 minutes, but solid defending though as well. All round, a good top 10 performance, but that is the minimum the management must be thinking now. Exciting. Miss Vigaru said, This is what would have happened at Fleetwood had we have scored in the first half. Scrappy, maybe, but absolutely efficient. Piggott was solid today for the first time ever, probably. We just need to be more clinical in front of goal. This season can be much more than what we expect. That's a really interesting point. It could be much more than what we expect. It could be, absolutely. Could Sunshine LOFC, so it should have been outside half time and weathered the storm in the second half. And to an extent, we got away with it. A massive win at a place that is becoming a happy hunting ground. Yeah, Richie J. Bourne said Carlisle looked very dangerous at corners and free kicks, but the O's held firm. Really should have scored more on the counter attack, but that was a great result. Orient underscore Ed, who's another South Stand legend, said great results and we defended brilliantly, but we should have been a couple of goals up. And once again, we made hard work of it. Fort Piggott and Morel linked up well. Jordan Brown was again solid and the whole defence worked hard. And Rob Hunt continues to improve. The Tipping Tim said, How El Miz can be sharing a pitch with Carlisle's number two is beyond me. The gulf between the two players was the biggest I've seen in a game <laughs> since I rolled back the years in the lads versus dads at my youngest seventh birthday party. <laughs> Amazing. Great great there from Tim. Statboy underscore Steven said, Still early in the season, but these wins are so sweet. I didn't expect us to be in 10th place, but they fought hard to get there. Where else to you? He's having a great season so far. Five goals in 12 games. Not bad at all. Daniel underscore D44 said a great result. One thing that doesn't get mentioned enough is how young that team is. Only two players were over 25. Wonder what the chances of signing Cooper and Bryn permanently are. Would be great to sign Turns and Elmiz, but I think they would be out of our league. It's a really good point. If we have a really good season, you look at the, the loan signings that we've got and you'd probably think that some bigger clubs would come in and actually pay money for these sorts of signings. Someone made a point, I don't think it was to us, so it's not included, just about the amount of loan players that are in the team. Yeah. It's, it's quite full up of loans, which is quite an interesting point. Yeah, you go, Bryn, I can't see Bryn signing permanently with us, I think he'll end up, he'll end up breaking through Championship. at Middlesbrough. Yeah. Cooper, 
Swansea. Possibly. Don't think I don't think he'll break into Swansea. Swansea's got better in the last couple of weeks. Um since their manager, I can't remember the guy's name, the guy who went from Barnsley, um to them. Yeah. Got, I, I imagine Cooper's probably available, potentially. Right. Elmiz, not being funny, Ipswich unless Ipswich lose their manager to a bigger team because he's performed miracles there, I don't think Elmiz breaks through at Ipswich, which might sound ridiculous, but I think Elmiz becomes available next summer. Whether or not that's to Orient, I'm not sure. So we'll see on that one. Ed Turns, can't see it. Can't see it. However, we're talking as if Orient would be a League One club next season. Mm. Who knows? If it's, if it's different, then I think you've got a completely different set of transfer targets and, and different elements. Interesting point though. Great tweet there from Daniel. Wadsey said, fantastic result. Well deserved on the first half performance since, although we must be more clinical. Squeaky bum time for the last 20 minutes. Appeased Carl Arfan told us on the way back to the station that we stole the points of them again. But I would beg to disagree. ACW2525 said uh, 12 games in the top half, three points off the playoffs and nine clear of relegation with an away win in the shadow of Hadrian's Wall. Are you not entertained? Now, obviously, for context, there was a picture of uh, Gladiator. Gladiator in that as well. Good tweet. I Heart Rushmore said, solid performance, bit sloppy in the final third, but we played forward with purpose and defended well in the box. Brown, Galbraith and Idris all stood out for me. I mean, that's a... Again, I... Be very surprised if that isn't the starting three in midfield next week of Brown, Galbraith, and Idris. And again, deserve their places, worked hard. What and people like people like George Moncurto, you would have thought would be an absolute shoe in to start games. Can't. He's not going to get a look in next weekend in terms of a starting place, I think, unless there's an injury somewhere. I agree. I agree. Um, Essex Biz, our sponsor, John, tweeted in and said, a great result on the road and a comfortable one at that. Uh, we was by far the better team for long periods. Confidence in building, and you can see it in our play. I'm sure. Sorry, confidence is building. I beg your pardon, and you can see it in our play. I'm sure Richie would have liked to have seen us kill the game off because we really should have done. The untold game. So Ralph Satoru moved back above the line to be on course for 20 goals this season. Based on his current strike rate, he comes in at 20.9. Who says we need a new striker? And then we went to say the link game is not included in that calculation. Bear in mind, Ralph Satoru. I don't want to be Debbie Downer. Ralph Satoru has missed a lot of chances this season. Yeah. You've got to think like... If he was more clinical. If he was more clinical, he'd probably be on double, double figures. figures. But shows he's getting into the right positions and Correct. that we are creating chances. Yeah. Or potentially something that might pass all by that Joe Pigger is having a, a positive effect on Ralph Satoru's ability to get forward and score goals. Thinking Man's podcast, this one. The this is absolutely statastic as well. <laughs> but no, that, that's absolutely right. But we've said that. I've said that about George Moncur yeah. as well um, in his games because we struggle to see what he does. But if you're not actually just watching a player for the game, which yeah. nobody really does, unless you're in stat, statty mode, um, realistically, you're not going to be able to have a a objective view you just look at him as he scored a goal has he done anything yep. in actual fact it's his running and movement where he's pulling defenders mm. away so interesting points there um, at Jack hyphen Wilson that's a new one for me so welcome Carlo ah fantastic 1-0 probably flatters us you deserve that as poor as we were you look very organised and the game plan worked perfectly good luck for the rest of the season I love I love it like you do when, when a, an away fan tweets us so thank you Jack amazing Linda Brogan who certainly isn't uh, a Carlo United fan said Carlo away is my favourite away day and the first one I look up on the fixture release day 
And today didn't fail us yet again. Love the trip, love the club, and love Carlisle. Love the three points. It says, bring on Barnsley. Hope you and the picnic crew had a lovely day yesterday. I'm sure you all did boozing it up on the train. Yeah. Little scavengers. <laughs> Lawton Gamp said, the first live game of the season for me yesterday. We're really starting to look like a tasty outfit. We must have one of the strongest midfields in the division. Defence is looking solid now too. A few minor tweaks to be made. But overall, you've got to be delighted with our progress. Agree that. Great tweet. And the penultimate one this week says, goes to Ben Ben1980. He said, love this team. They're playing with such passion and playing with desire. Maybe we should have finished the game off in the first half, but the lads fought hard to ensure they sent us home with the three points. Shout out to the drum crew. Really helped keep the 12th man singing throughout from the first whistle until the final whistle. And even Avanti didn't screw up the only train, Orient Express, back home. There you go. Final word this week goes to another Carlisle fan, Tim GV123. Thank you for tweeting us. We really appreciate you doing that. You deserve the win. We're the better team. Our keeper gifted you the goal, but to be honest, that's to be expected. Good luck for the rest of the season. Carlisle United fans seem like a nice bunch. Thank you. Very, very much so. So let us know if you agree (laughs) or disagree with any of the tweets that we've read out. Let us know what you think. You can tweet us. We're at Orient Outlook. Uh, We're also uh, on Instagram. We're Orient underscore Outlook underscore podcast. Search for us on Facebook, Orient Outlook podcast. If you're not on socials, that's absolutely fine. You can always email us. We're Orient Outlook at Outlook.com. Yeah, so Prediction League updating. So as you all probably know, we do a nice little Prediction League update with a tweet that goes out three hours before kickoff asking fans for their score predictions and scorers. This week, we had 73, Ken Fear, the Wyvern, Matty, LFC Evans, FFS Orient, I Spurso, LFC Chris 09, Steve and LFC NUFC, all getting three points as they predicted 1-0. No one got the maximum, 1-0 to 2-U. So that means the top of the prediction league is as follows. We have two players joint top on 13 points. Charlie underscore Paul, who used to be joint sponsor last season. So good to see Charlie up there. He's joined by I Spurs Soam on 13 points. Behind him on 10 points, Doe Lewis and Paul R. Gregory. And behind them on 9 points, Dave Brew 47976911. And the whole prediction league table is on our Facebook page. Go and look it up. And as always, massive thank you to everyone gets involved in our predictions yeah and well done to you for administering that because I muck it up so uh, it's good <laughs> that we have someone who is uh, got good attention to detail so let's move on then to Sunday the 15th of October so well done to Dan Happy and Ruel Sotirio they were both named in the Football League Papers League 1 team of the day following the O's 1-0 win away at Carlisle today was also a very exciting day at half past two it was the draw for the FA Cup first round as always everyone gets excited a list of potential new grounds to go to yeah. everyone waits with bated breath and the O's are drawn at home to Carlisle United the tie will be played on the first weekend in November with the confirmed date and kick of time to be announced later could be worse could have been Plymouth or I'm literally just about oh, to but they're say championship now aren't they so they weren't even in the draw so it couldn't have been Plymouth away. Right. So could have been Carlisle United away. However it's at home. Yeah. But also it could have been some obscure team that people would have loved to have gone yeah. to. Uh, the ladies team were in action today. They were at home against Islington Borough. And although the visitors missed a penalty initially, they did go ahead in the 43rd minute. But three minutes into added time, 
in the first half, Jordan Feldman equalised for the O's as the event uh, as the uh, match ended up finishing one all. So well done to the ladies. Well done there. So uh, quite a short forty three minutes twenty four seconds. Let's wrap this bad boy up. So fantasy football, even though there's no uh, Premier League this weekend, fantasy football update. Uh, we've got the table updated. And we have a new leader, Brendan Pitcher. is top of our fantasy football league. He's got 545 points, just ahead of Dominic Beattie, who's in second place on 537 points. I'm currently languishing just above the relegation zone in 330th place out of 374 players. And there'll be a further update on that next week. So times for positives and negatives of the week. We've got two positives and two negatives. First up, I'll do positives. That one at Carlisle, beautiful three points. Another away win this season. Things you love to see. Second positive, again, mentioned it earlier, clean sheet. If you keep clean sheets, you ain't going to lose. Give yourself a great footing yeah, to go exactly right. and get the win. So those were the positives from the week. Yeah, Thanks. two negatives this week. Uh, the injuries, uh, unfortunately, we've still got Adam Thompson out. We've still got uh, Dana Jay out, as you know, but we've obviously now got Max Sanders uh, also in the treatment room. Um, and our disciplinary record still picking up yellow cards throughout the game, which is obviously to be expected in some cases, but just it seems to be a regular occurrence. At least Richie didn't get booked yesterday. Correct. <laughs> There's still time. There's still matches left in October. Absolutely. So next week's fixtures in. So, oh no, hang on. No. So I'm skipped Hero of the Week. So this week, we didn't put this one to Twitter, I think, or in Outlook Podcast Towers. We felt there couldn't be one that had to be 474. So this week, our heroes of the week are 424 that went away to Carlisle. The fans, well done to everybody. That is a monumental effort and fair play uh, to all of you, every single one of you, wherever you travelled from. Well done. That is absolutely outstanding. It, that's got to be a mission to do in a cold October day. Financially, that's got to be a good couple of quid if wherever you're going by a supporters coach or a train or you're driving up there. That's an expensive day out. Well done, Ted. Yeah. I don't think I, I could do a coach because like, that's a five-plus-hour journey. It'd have to be a train because at least you can get up and walk up and down uh, a little bit. So next week's fixtures then. Uh, we've got just the one game coming up. That's at home next week. Uh, to Bar- uh, We're at home to Barnsley on the 21st of October. They're currently third in League 2 despite not playing the weekend due to their... Uh, game being postponed it's going to be a very tough test for us Uh, they're doing very well one of the sides that you would expect to be at that end of the table come what may Um, yeah beaten playoff finalists uh, last season last Sheffield Wednesday I think they've got Devante Cole who is literally scoring for fun this season it's going to be a very difficult game for us I imagine they've sold out the away end big club you'd imagine it'll be nice and busy for that one tough fixture there but like Richie said I think in the party that we didn't play, I think you know he said we'll give it a good go. Confidence will be high uh, in our lot. Should be a great game. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, see everyone there. So, before we leave you uh, this week, don't forget to get in touch with John and the fantastic team of experienced florists at Carol Angley. Give them a call on 0208-529-4130 or get in contact mm-hmm. on social media. You can find the guys at Carol Angley E4 on Twitter. You can find them on Instagram at Carol Angley Florists or go on Facebook and find the team at Carol Langley Florists. So that is it. Quick roundup for you this week. Thanks so much for joining us for episode 332. Been a fairly quiet week at Brisbane Road. All the focus was on the pitch and on Saturday. Uh, and the O's delivered another strong performance from Richie Wellens' Red and White Army. Saw another win for the Mighty O's, lifting us up to the giddy heights of 10th in League One. Next up, we face a tough challenge with the visit at Barnsley. We look forward to talking about the match and hopefully another decent O's performance on next week's show. 
So join us. Yeah, so if you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe. You can give the podcast a five-star rating. If you do listen on Spotify, you can also do that by rating the show. You can even leave a comment on each episode. Thanks to Johnny Epstein. I've seen a few comments on the episodes from Johnny Epstein. Appreciate that, Johnny. Spotify, Dave Danu has also commented on a few episodes on Spotify. Thank you, Dave, as well. So if you listen on Spotify, please feel free to do that. And don't forget to give us a follow. Write us to your favourites on your chosen podcast provider we are on all smart speakers all podcasting platforms we are on fan hub as well we are also on youtube so we are anywhere that people want to find us so listening to the podcast has never been easier you have an older relative a loved one an orange chum barnsley fan who you talk to a mate at work anyone who's got a passing interest in the o's don't forget to grab their phone for them download the podcast and pass the pod so we'll be back indeed yeah yeah we'll be back Episode 333 next all week. The threes, all yeah. the threes. Hopefully it'll be three points we're talking about next Absolutely. week. Absolutely. Like Very good. Three, yes. three points. <laughs> <laughs> so we look forward to hearing from you. And as always, keep calm, stay safe, have a great week, and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's. Yeah.